hey, hey, y'all. Welcome to The Real Time with Kimberly Marie. And Bianca Rachel. Welcome, 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 welcome back, y'all. Welcome back, y'all. I just got something to say. I don't know. I, I, I just want to like, I just want to, me and Bianca are sorry. We sorry. We but, are so sorry. We sorry, y'all. Because we forgot. Bianca, how do we do this? How do we how do we forget this? You know what? I know exactly what you're talking about because I was like, we ain't sorry about nothing. Uh wait, no. <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, I really I I you know, I think with all the movements and stuff and, and going on and just I don't, you know, I have no real excuse. I, I forgot. I sorry. <laughs> I forgot. We forgot to celebrate, y'all. Last week when I was like talking about the 50th episode, which it was the 50th episode, but it was also, it was also our one year pod anniversary, right? Pod pod anniversary, podcast anniversary. So I say pod anniversary. So it was our one year pod anniversary, and we didn't even. So right now, y'all, if y'all hear this look, look. If you hear that, it's my drink because I'm celebrating this week. <laughs> I'm celebrating this week because uh, look, the reason why we found out is because we got charged for the services that we use, and we were like, and I was like, wait. If we got charged for the services we use, that must mean we have hit one year. And then Bianca was like, nah, we didn't hit one year. We- like it's next week. We didn't hit it. Like, I have it in my calendar. It's next week. Like, legitimate. <laughs> so I went back and I looked up our post. And when we were, like, previewing posts. But then when we actually post the first episode, it was last week. So, y'all, we want to thank y'all for giving us, this is now 51, 51 episodes and listening to hey, us. Hey. And I hope y'all, like, rocking with us because guess what? You know what? We started off with, like, zero listeners zero anything and we didn't know we still are learning everything every day how to market how to do all this stuff it, it, it's just it comes with territory nobody's like a professional at it when they first start and you know what we have built uh almost what 120 uh people on um instagram yeah. And we are on like what we have accomplished. We are on a we are on a radio station every Monday. You know, I mean, I'm very happy about what we have accomplished because a lot of people, are, you know, want to be on radio stations. So for us to be on radio, to be on unapologetic radio, shout out to Tim. We thank you so much for giving us that opportunity. That platform, uh, we, we it's I mean it's been a fun year. I'm not gonna lie. I'm super excited to see what the next year holds. And I, I like I always say, I appreciate the support. It is fun. We we hope y'all enjoy it. Obviously, y'all do because you still come and listen to us. So you know, it's great to see that people we have like continual support. That that's the word I'm looking for. It, it's exciting. One year, and that was you know on the radio the first year. So we can only go up. Yeah, we can only go up from here. And we want to thank. I uh, literally like thank everybody. Literally out there, we don't know how more how how much more we can say thank you you know we just we just we just loving what we're doing and if you are you know listening and you're saying well i've always wanted to start a podcast trust me we should have started our podcast a while back but you know what god has everything in his timing and we are happy that we started it right now when we did and do not think it's too late because if you want to start a podcast just look we don't have no fancy equipment we are learning every single day we just got a mic and we just got a computer and we do what we got to do so if you want if there's something you want to do you better get yourself a little mic you better get yourself a computer if you already got one you better plug it in and you better record because don't ever say you can't do it because you can boo ain't that the truth okay mind to it do it Mm-hmm. Now we gonna go. Y'all know we had to do. I did. Now we about to go into our rants. And since I, I, you know what, I'm just gonna say my. I'm gonna let Bianca go first because my rant. It's gonna be about Lecrae and Lecrae. I'm gonna rant on you because you just deserve it. I mean, so I'm gonna let Bianca go, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna build up my Lecrae rant. You know, my rant's real. It's real small. Uh. Uh-uh. Y'all, what do I always say? Customer service. And and this is is how I feel. I'm going to tell you how I feel. I'm going to tell you why I'm upset. So if someone comes to your store and they're like, hey, you know, we had an issue, blase, blase, or I'd like to purchase something, you purchase it, blada, whatever is done, transaction just done. You get home, it doesn't work. Are you bringing it back? Are you not supposed to have that same energy? Like, oh, thank you for 
shopping with us because let's be very real at this day and age we have a lot of options and honestly maybe not as many as we probably could because if you're not supporting black live matter movements mm-hmm. and we're openly just like having a chick-fil-a stance which is fine i'm not this is not a bash on chick-fil-a because anybody who knows me knows i do like chick-fil-a's food um but you know they they believe in one thing and they believe in it hard and that that's what you should go for but however once you make that stance with me i have the right as a consumer to govern myself accordingly so with that being said home depot y'all owe me a dollar and 72 cents um (laughs) you thought i wasn't gonna notice and when i checked old girl at the cash register she looked at me like i was crazy so kim Yesterday, I went to buy two packs of 50-pound picture hangers, and then I bought one pack of nails. That came up to $22 and some, no, excuse me, $24 and some change, right? So Mm -hmm. I didn't use all of those because I had all the tools I needed. So I was like, oh, I didn't even need to buy those. I just bought them because I was nervous because I was like, I don't, I want to be able to finish this project tonight. So. After I bought them, I was like, well, I didn't even use them, so I'm going to take them back and get my money. Well, I ended up having to go back anyway because I needed a new broom because that poor broom that I had, it just RIP broom. You did your due due diligence. Uh, And then I had to buy another bag of nails for the the drink shelf uh, that I'm putting on the first floor. So, you know, I had to do all that. And I was like, okay, well, I just like to do an exchange. And the lady acted like doing the exchange was literally reinventing the wheel she was like an exchange i was like yeah i have three it wasn't wasn't an even exchange no she would have gave me the difference oh okay okay and keep in mind it's not like there's any math involved because the machine as we know does all the math you clearly ain't do the math (laughs) and i was like you know so i was like i'll just do the exchange and you can give me the difference and she was like oh okay yeah so then she gets to the point where we've done the exchange she doing the exchange in the process of doing the exchange Old girl tells me, oh, you didn't buy these two items here. Excuse what? Me, Ma'am, it's on the receipt. Like, I'm showing her the receipt. So you had the receipt in your hand that actually had the store. Like, look, look. Yes. And I was like, yes, I did, ma'am. I just bought these yesterday. She's like, no, you didn't buy these here. Um, They're not even on your receipt. Bitch, shut the fuck up. Man, okay. Okay. So I said, okay, ma'am, you're absolutely right. So it, I had an electronic receipt. So I, you know, I blew it up on the phone. Cause I was like, oh, maybe you just can't see. Cause it is small writing. So I blew it up. And she was like, I still don't see these items on the receipt. And I was like, ma'am, here's the number right here. You know, she's like, well, I need a number. I was like, well, okay, here's the, look at the receipt. And I pointed out the two, the two items you're saying I didn't pay. It shows them right here on the receipt. Why didn't she just scan the receipt? She did. And she was like, these items aren't on the receipt. So she typed what? it. No, no, I'm talking about your, you had an electronic receipt, right? Yeah, and she supposedly, I watched her scan the receipt in, and that's, as soon as she did the scan, she was like, oh, these two items aren't on the receipt. And I said, yes, ma'am, they are. Because she found the one item, the one item that was only a dollar, you found that one, but the one that held the biggest amount of money, you acting like you can't find, girl, bye. Um, so she got it down, and then after it was done, she's like, oh, "Okay, you get twenty two dollars back and some change." And I was like, "No, I paid you twenty four and some change." I was like, "This is a return," because she wouldn't even do the exchange; she just wanted to do a flat out return. So then I had to stand in another line to buy all over again instead of just doing exchange. Yeah, well, like what's wrong with exchanges? I don't well, understand. She didn't. I don't know if she didn't know how to do the exchange, but she did not want to do the exchange. Cause I was like, well, ma'am, honestly, I just want the difference back. Cause I was like, I'm buying two other items. And I was like, I just, you know, I was like, the the difference would be like maybe two, three dollars and what you'll give me back, you know? And she was like, No, I'll just do the return. And you, you know, basically you just have to go stand in line again for the to buy it all over again. I was like, whatever, man. Whatever makes it easiest for you. But then I looked down, I was like, ma'am, I paid 24 something. You're giving me back 22 something. And so I like did it on the calculator for her, for her and showed her. I was like, you owe me a dollar and 72 cents. Like no bullshit. <laughs> and she was like, no, you only paid $22. Ma'am, look at the fucking receipt. I paid you yesterday, $24 and some change. I was like, you know what? It's only a dollar 72. Home Depot, y'all owe me a dollar 72. I said, that's okay. I'm gonna get my dollar 72 one way or another. 
Y'all play with me. I literally live in Home Depot because every- You need to go up to the- You need to call up there. I'm trying to tell you because let me tell you something. When I had an issue with my dryer and they was trying to play me on not, not giving me my- Well, we can't deliver your dryer because you don't have this tool. And I was like, well, I left when I bought the dryer and you told me I don't need any tools. And I asked y'all three times, are you sure? And I walked out that mug. Now I had to go back you know, can't get my dryer, clothes not getting dried. I washed the load because I had expected it to go in the dryer. So now my clothes are sour. That's me wasting water. And now I've also wasted, um, what, detergent. Right. Well, I called the manager. Well, the manager's on, the head store manager on vacation. Okay, well, let me leave a message. Tell him to call me back ASAP. So he called me back and gave me a discount. I'm talking about like he was like, our mistake canceled my delivery fee and gave me some money off of it because i went the fuck off so girl you need to talk to the store manager look uh you know i'm not gonna lie to you after that i said man okay okay ma'am give me my money give my the, what you done shorted me so just give me the 22 and some change because you owe me a dollar 72 so okay that's cool that's cool i'm gonna tell you how i got my dollar 72 back on the next episode but just know home depot Oh, so you <laughs> you don't have you don't have it back now. <laughs> I will have my dollar seventy two. So with that being said, y'all, customer service is key. I and I, you know, like I said, I live in Home Depot. I feel like when I roll into Home Depot, you know, Alfred should be there and be like, "Hello, Bianca," because I'm in there like two to three times a week because I gotta constantly buy shit for the house. So it's ridiculous. But that's okay. Y'all fuck around and let me find a black owned uh hardware store up yeah, in we, I'm a look, if you them. find one, let us know because this one thing I will say about black people. We have got we really more than ever, more than ever, if this has not like this is getting to an all time high. And we definitely are at the point where remember back in our day, I mean not back in our day, because it's now, but in our grandparents. Uh, great-grandparents, they, they had a store for everything that was black-owned. Oh, if you want a hardware store, they had a black hardware store. If you want a front, they had a black one. We need to get back to those days because let me tell you something. Now more than ever, we need to keep the dollars circulating in the black community more than ever. I think I, I heard uh, out of all the people, Jeezy uh, say, uh, he was talking about how we need to keep the black dollar circulating and he was saying that the black dollar only stays in the black community for six hours and then it before it goes out wow. before it goes out somewhere else now if that's not sounding ridiculous i don't know what else is because if you go to asian uh koreatown if you go to chinatown if you go to either if chinatown or korea they keep their dollar they keep right. their, I think they say the dollar stays in there for like three weeks before it goes out. If you even if you go to Hispanics, they they even Hispanics, their money flows within them because they're so quick to go and spend their money, you know, you know, at the Hispanic market or at the meat market. We need to start owning our more grocery stores, hardware stores, car dealerships. Look, we gotta be having a little thing in every every or you know part because if i want to look for something and i'm like well dang ain't no black owned business at all like by me there is not no black hair store but i don't want to give my money to anybody else so i'm i'm to the point of either one having to go to online and you know buy my products through the you know actual black owned hair people or you know, driving to a, the opposite side of town. And this is what I'm saying. We got to start buying the blocks. You know what I'm saying? We really do have to start because it's no more giving my money to people who's not invested in me. I'm not giving my money to anybody who's not looking out for me. And that goes for if you are, and this is why I say I, I do the quotation marks on person of color, because we do know even with the people of color, we have black people ha have discrimination even with that. You know, it, it, and it really is. It's different when you're black and then when you're a person of color. That's why I don't really like to say I'm a person of color. I like I say I'm black because even in the even with the person of colors, we have we have discrimination. You get what I'm saying? Even with that, black right. people discriminated against. Oh, so for sure, it's in any group. You know. Mm -hmm. So that's why I, you know what it's like. It's like they want us. They're so angry with us because we're not 
we're not uh we're very proud of being black and they and they don't understand how they cannot break us and it's the truth they are mad because they don't understand how to break us that's why i you know what it's really just a jealousy issue because you got to understand sometimes when you look at people of other races uh especially some white people i'm just gonna keep it honest they are very weak they don't have a lot of strength but we were raised to be strong we were raised to have a lot of strength so they actually you know it's a jealousy thing because why do white men some of these white supremacist men don't like black men it's because they see you know they don't like them being strong they don't like them being big it's just like when when slavery they beat the black man to knock him down that's, that's why they beat him. That's they like destroy the mind, make the mind weak, but keep the body strong. Yeah. If you wrote, if you read the Jim Crow laws and all that stuff, it's to that's why you know that's the reason why they tried to rape the women. It's because that's how you can get at the black man, taking his woman, letting him know that he, that this is this. You know, you might think this is your woman, but it's actually not. You know, have your have 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 this black woman feed my child because you know a lot of people don't understand back in slavery days the black woman who was in the house was breastfeeding a white child now what type of lazy ass woman do you have to be that you can't even breastfeed your own child that a black you know a slave has to breastfeed your child because you're so damn lazy and you know and i mean but you got to think about it it's just so much years of trauma and it and, and and they don't understand how we're not being knocked down. You know, they don't get it. And I'm gonna go ahead and go into my rant of Lecrae because this is the thing about Bro, that Lecrae. This I, is my I, I could easily play devil's advocate on this. But one. this is my issue. If somebody called me today and said, We want you to come on our stage and talk about, you know, this issue right now that's going on with you know, Black Lives Matter, this movement, cops being police brutality, you know, years of oppression, you know, all this stuff. And a lot of you white people acting like you don't understand what this all came like. Like just yesterday, racism was invented. Like, I don't like that. I don't like that stupidness. I don't really like that stupidness. You know, we're not asking you to apologize for your great, 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 great grandpa oh, and all them people. Yes. What we're asking you is to take accountability and try to, at this point, fix the situation moving forward. But a lot of you act like, uh, slavery, uh, what? Y'all are still angry about, oh, you know? And the thing is, if you ask me to come on a stage and you tell me, well, it's going to be a white, you know, mega church evangelical, and it's going to be the owner and creator of Chick Fil A. Why would I? To me, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say no because why? The chi- the owner of Chick Fil A is set in his ways. He I'm has a, donated yeah, several, and he knows where he stands. And, and that's not an open conversation to me, right? Because your mind's already closed because you're hell bent on going your path. Which yeah, is fine, but. Avid Trump supporter. Yeah, don't if you're ready for a talk because a talk we both have to be open minded. Thank you, avid Trump supporter. Avid, you know, have have has donated money against you know very Semitic groups and what is it called? Um, anti-Semitic groups. I mean, he has just a history, a very bad history. You know the way he feels about gays. You know, so my whole thing is. If, first of all, he should have set some guidelines in order for me to even get on that stage. The owner of Chick-fil-A has to donate $2 million to Black Lives Matter because or not even Black Lives Matter, but just black organizations donated to. No, what matter of fact, what should what he should have did is say donated to Colin Kaepernick's Know Your Rights campaign, because let me tell you something. Nothing hurts a white conservative Donald Trump loving person is to having to donate money to Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> you know, because they feel like everything till this day, a lot of them are still living a Drew Brees life. What do you mean? Kneeling for the flag. So before Lecrae even got on that stage, she should have set his own guidelines and been like, I need you to do it publicly. If you want me to get on this stage, you know, because this is my whole thing with it. I don't believe that Lecrae was the first one or the last one asked, but I think he was the one who accepted it. It's, it, you know, it's just like John Gray when he went to the White House. I don't think John Gray was definitely not the first one asked. I don't think he was the last one asked. Right, he was just right. the one who accepted it and said, right, right. Jesus told me to do this. And you see, uh, he got a lot of backlash and I lost a lot of followers doing that. And I'm not saying Lecrae, 
is going to lose followers. But I think he definitely learned a lesson because Lecrae, basically, the pastor was talking and he said, you know, we, a lot of benefits have come from slavery for white people, which, okay, yeah, you kind of right. Yeah, you right. A, white, a lot of benefits have, we built this damn, we built America. <laughs> yes, we did. And then he goes on to say, I don't think we should call it white privilege. I think we should call it white blessings. And I didn't understand that because what? Like, did you really? Well, you obviously thought it was okay because you said it. Yeah, you, you thought it was okay. And he said, we should change the name from white privilege to white blessing. But the thing that got me was Lecrae shaking his head. Are you serious? This is the point where you step in and be like, no, we're not going to call it white blessings because it's not a blessing for us to get beat and killed and raped and murdered and all these things. And then the systematic of oppression that has happened now, we've been fighting for over 400 years right. for our freedom, for our rights, for equal rights. And we're, that's why we're in this situation right now. We keep on fighting and telling you all Black Lives Matter and you're shooting us from the back. What are you talking about? No, we're going to call it white privilege and we're gonna you're going to own it. But to sit there and not say nothing and then to come out and be like, oh, well, you know, I talked to him off camera. I talked to him again yesterday. And I went on Lecrae's Twitter page on Monday night. He had wrote a statement when the uh, pastor had did an apology or whatever. He wrote something talking about some, oh, I understood what you were saying. And then he deleted it come Tuesday morning. So Lecrae knew he had fucked up. Because if you stood by what you were saying you would have never deleted the message. So Lecrae knew what he had did was fucked up. And he knew that he needed to issue that apology. Because if you honestly stood in your statement, you wouldn't have sat right there. This is what I'm saying. Not every, not everything you get invited to, you got to say yes. Right. And I, and I, but on some level, like I said, when we were off air, I could see how he could just be like, cause when I listened to it, I was just like, whoa. Like, because my first impression was one, how come he didn't say anything? But two, well, two, how like I know that it's hell of uncomfortable sitting there. But three, like, what mental mindset you have already have to be in when you come to the table to talk in such a manner? Because you like a, a blessing, like of all things. And this is why I hate when people like try to mix religion into this because in my opinion if we're mixing religion when we talk about race how mm-hmm. can you ever say that like you benefiting from someone else's suffering especially when it calls like family separations rape murder ultimate brutality you're gonna say oh yeah that was just a blessing you know like people were so like perfect example in my mind is like everybody got so upset about these blood diamonds and like wrote off companies, you know, like companies were like now actively are like, oh yeah, we don't sell those. People were genuinely to their core upset about it, but you didn't carry that same uh, energy for the Black Lives Matter because there's no way that you could have, I, I, well, I don't know. There's just no way you could say that it's a blessing knowing that what it came and how you got to be where you're at, you know, or, you know, your family, ble- uh, flourish because of other people's suffering yeah you should never want that and and to acknowledge that that could have happened and you were okay with it and you know oh god just bless me with that what like you like had an active say in like whether they were going to have slaves or not and even if they had slaves like how they were going to treat them or not like that is not a blessing well that's how i see it it's not a blessing and you should never walk around saying that's that's a blessing that that's white privilege and I mean, to me, that's just like listening to um, Meghan Merkel's ex-best friend. I use air quotes on that. Talking about her shit. So well, th- my thing is, this is the problem that I have with white evangelicals. It is just this that, uh, that some of them either don't want to speak on it. They don't want to speak on their white privilege or they don't. Or when they speak on it, they sound a damn fool and a mess. You know, call out, call out other white people, call out other racist white people. Because my whole thing is, how can you even be a Christian and be racist? First of all, if you look in, if you're going to go by the Bible, Honestly, white supremacists should never be Christians, to be honest with you, if they're going to go by the Bible, because Jesus was a Jew. They don't like Jewish people. (laughs) I mean, seriously, you know what I'm saying? You don't like Jewish people. You love Nazis. So how can you even, first of all, love Jesus? Because he was a Jew. Like, what's the, I don't understand that. And then you don't believe Jesus existed? Like, what? If you read the Bible, Jesus does. And then you say, well, 
uh, Jesus had hair of wool. So I'm trying to figure out, we could clearly tell Jesus wasn't white. It's, I mean, if you go back to the history of, if you go over there to Jerusalem, that's, you know, not, not white people. So I'm trying to figure out how you can either be a racist and say you're a Christian. It just doesn't. I mean, mean. it's a lot of back, uh, it's a lot of washer talk, as I'd say, like, it's just wishy-washy. Like, it's just washer speak. Um, Yes, that's a new term. I just made it. I don't want to hear about it. Uh, It's crazy, you know, because, I don't know, just watching the whole video, watching what the clip I watched of the video. Yeah, because I tried to find the whole video and I can't find, I don't know if they pulled it or something. Watching the part that I watched was very unsettling and you know i think it was not as unsettling because uh no one spoke up but it was really just crazy to hear that this is how how it's sad to see that people really think this way like instead of seeing like the hurt that came from slavery you see uh, which many did back then and obviously still do today you saw how you prospered and you weren't even concerned about the hurt that it caused. Um, and, you know, maybe later on, if I watch the rest of it, if I can get my hands on the full video, he would say, you know, something in there to contradict what I'm saying that he wasn't concerned about it. But the fact that you said a blessing, or like I've said before, already just X'd out anything you could continue to further say to me, uh, period. Yep. So I mean, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I, I just feel like it's crazy. But, okay. I'm going to go ahead and talk on another touchy subject. This is a subject really? that was just absolute. Huh? What'd you say? You got another touchy subject? You just fool. Well, no, no, no. This just, this, I want to talk about the video that I saw. And this is why we talk about defunding police and all that stuff. I want to talk about Rayshard Brooks. Now, if you don't know who Rayshard Brooks is, this is the other, this is another um, African-American man, black man who was killed in Atlanta over the weekend um, at Wendy's. Now, what, this is what I've seen of the video because they have already released the tapes. Uh, If you don't know, the uh, Atlanta police chief, uh, I don't know her name, but she has resigned and one of the police, the police officer who actually shot Rayshard, he got fired. And the other police officer, I believe, got like reassigned. That basically means death duty. So what has ha- what had happened was Rayshard Brooks was in his car at the Wendy's parked, but he was parked in like kind of close to the drive-through. So the cars were kind of on the side of him. Um, they said they went to the car. They saw that he was sleeping there. And so the lady who called 911, they said, do you need us to bring out an ambulance or the police? She said, bring out the police. Now, this is the thing. I think she should have called. She should have said the ambulance. Not everything needs to be the police. I mean, the police, the ambulance would have constructed the police if they needed the police. But I digress. So the police came. He ended up, uh, they said, they knew he was asleep. They woke him up and he ended up moving his car into the um, parking lot. Now, the story, which I saw with the body cam footage, I watched the whole thing. I uh, even, I stopped at the death because I knew it was coming. Um, So what happened was he honestly said he was in time he got dropped off back at the wendy's he was intoxicated and he decided not to move his car because he didn't want to drive under the influence you would think that like okay uh he did the right thing but apparent uh so he even says throughout the video the uh you know i'll walk home i'm not even far from home i'll walk you know, I can walk to my sister's house right up the street. I just came for my daughter's birthday. My daughter just had a birthday party. I had about two margaritas and okay, wait, pause. I'm not trying to be funny. Who, how did he get back to who dropped him off at the Wendy's? Uh, he said his girlfriend or somebody, he said, I, I want to say he said his girlfriend or either a friend dropped him off at the Wendy's because, uh, and so, but he didn't want to drive his car. So in a sense, he was doing the right thing. And now I'm going to finish this story. Then I'm going to tell you a story and I'm going to let you, you know, then, then I want you to see where, why I say, this is what I say. So he was there. He was honestly being really nice and kind. He was not being disrespectful. He was like, and then the the man kept 
honestly the the, the officer was the aggressor can you can you blow in this uh breathalyzer he said well i don't really want to deny you but i already told you that i've been drinking but go ahead and just blow in it blow in it you know and he was like okay well i guess uh i have to blow number one rule if you ever are drinking do deny the breathalyzer because that's how you letting them in first of all don't really just talk to the police like they ask for a lawyer ask for a lawyer immediately i mean you got to know your rights and then the they started searching him which i would have asked why they were searching me uh they started searching him and he had a couple of he had some money on him how you get this much money on you what are you doing with this much money how do you have this much money People can have as much money as they want. Like, I've never. So, how it ended is they started getting this. uh, They tried to, like, kind of, in a sense, wrestle them down and, like, arrest them. Now, two guys, my whole thing is if two police officers cannot arrest you, that is on you. That is is their fault that they cannot apprehend a drunken suspect. That should not even be a suspect. You know, and my whole thing is, and I want to stop it right here. When he said, my sister lives right there, I didn't want to drive home, you know, this is why, you know, I stopped at the Wendy's. Why didn't you, you know, say, well, I'm, I'm going to, let me go talk to the Wendy's lady. Let me go talk to the people inside of Wendy's. Let me let them know that you're going to leave your car here overnight. And either we could call you a cab or either we could take you home. You had, you know, it was so many ways to de to tonight because he was very nice. If you watched the video, you could have took him home, or you could have called the po- or you could have called a cab. Cabs exist, and I mean, he had the money in his pocket, so you should have said, okay, well, you know, once you get, you know, show them, show them your ID. You show usually what what I have seen police, uh, what I have seen uh, restaurants do, not police officers, but restaurants do because I worked in the restaurant industry. We tell them to take out their wallet. We get their ID and we give them to the tech, tech cab driver and we take, you know, they take them home. Right. And well, then we've done even before, like uh, when, if there's an Uber, like a lot of times a person's like, oh, I'll get an Uber. So like one of, normally it's a male. will go out with uh, the pay, uh, the guy or whoever, you know, who's drunk and they'll wait for them with the Uber and then they'll put them in the Uber, you know, confirm the ad, you know, Hey, send this person to this address. Mm-hmm. We're, you know, we're done with it. Yeah. Like in, 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 I know for restaurants, they, well, at least every restaurant that I've worked at, they've had a book up there where you, they have the taxi cab number. Uh, so pe- people who get a little loose and they can drive home. Now to me, you're the police officer this is what we're talking he and mind you the police officer who shot him took a de-escalation course like a week ago he just came out of a de-escalation course does that mean anything though like i'm not trying that's to- what, but that, that's what i'm saying when people tell us well instead of defund the police let's take them to de-escalation courses do they work do they work because he was the aggressor this police officer asking him why he has this much money on him you know asking him all these questions blowing to this breathalyzer all you had to do was just tell this man we're gonna leave your car here overnight we're gonna take you to your sister's house and in the morning you have to move your car right and i'm you know what i'm saying and so they ended and 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 so they were trying to like point their taser but somehow rashad uh got a hold of the taser and he starts running and the police officer he uh, starts running with his gun, immediately pulls his gun out. And Rashad looks back and he has a taser in his hand. He looks back and they shoot him. The, the police officer shoots him three times in the back as he was running. My whole thing is a lot of people try to say, well, you know, they could use this because, you know, the taser is a deadly weapon. If the taser is a deadly weapon, then we need to get the taser off the streets. We need to get the taser gun off the streets because y'all told us that the taser is not is not a deadly weapon. This is what y'all told us when we were like, why are y'all using tasers? Y'all told us, the American people, that the taser is not a deadly weapon. The taser is just used to sustain you. And my whole thing is, first of all, you felt embarrassed because two of you officers got got beat up by a, beat up by a drunk man. Now I'm not. Now I have been drunk before. I have been drunk before and I have tried to run. Trust me, you cannot run that far and that fast when you're drunk. So you, and then my whole thing, you could have shot him in the leg or you could not have just shot him at all. You could have just took him home. But if you're going to shoot, you could have shot him in the leg. Shoot him three times in the back? In the back? That's absolutely insane to me. Now, this is the story I want to tell. This boy told me one day, I want you to listen to this story, Bianca. 
Now, you listen to this story, and this is why we say, this is why we talk about white privilege. This one boy I knew who I used to work with, he was an ex, ex-alcoholic, like a superior drunk. One day, he went to somebody's house, broke in their house, started fighting with the person, telling them, you need to get the uh, uh, fuck out of my house, you're in my shit, you know, and this lady was feared for her life, was, you know, felt threatened. Called the police and was like, oh my God, this man is in my house. This man is in my house. He will not get out. She had to lock herself. And this man is in my house. He won't get out. The police came and escorted him out. And you know what the police told him? We're going to take you home. And you're going to promise yeah. that you're never going to do this again. He said, I really could have went to jail. I really could have went to jail. I really could have got serious time. But instead, they just took me home opened my door for me and told me that to never do this again. And they're going to not even impound his car. They left his car on the side of the road and told him that he had to get it out, get it in the morning. That's crazy because so this is what I know. And this is what I've been told by many cop friends. And I'm not justifying anything, but this is what I've been told because I am an avid sleeper in my car. Like when I was working two jobs, mm-hmm. you know, to like leave one job and go home sometimes didn't make sense. So, you know, you'd leave one job, sleep in your car, and then um, go. I've slept in my car before. Yeah, like I mean, that's I used to do that religiously. Uh, was quite religiously. It was really ridiculous. But um, I say that to say, you know, I do know that depending on the state you're in, even if you're in your car and you're drunk, even you're in the passenger seat and the car's on, you can be charged with a D, uh, DUI or DW. Yeah, that is true. But why not just be like, you know what? here's the DUI and we'll take you home. Or like, here's a DUI and just go sit in jail or better yet, just take him home. Cause if his sister really was right around the corner, what would it have hurt to like, just drop him off at his sister's house? Oh yeah. Or what not? What, what, what would have hurt to just, I mean, I'm pretty sure Wendy's had a cup of coffee at that time. You get what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure they had a coffee maker. Every restaurant like that, they just got breakfast. So yeah, they do. My whole thing is it was so many ways you could have handled that situation. Right. The guy, you watched the video from the from the beginning. The guy was being respectful. He wasn't being rude. He wasn't being, you know, uh, you know, all this. He pulled into it. And I admit he, he but you know what? He could have drove home and killed somebody. He could have honestly I really don't like about the story. Whoever dropped him off at Wendy's, I don't understand why you couldn't just have dropped him off at his sister's house. Like, and yeah, I'm not exactly. funny. I really just want to know. Like, not being an asshole, I just am asking. Like, why couldn't you just be like, let me drop you off at your sister's house, bro? Yeah. I mean, and my whole thing is, if you knocked on the window of somebody's car also, and you see that they might be passed out, you don't know if it's a medical situation. My whole, my first instinct is, do I need to call the ambulance? I'm going to call the ambulance. I'm not going to call the police because I'm trying to figure out why you in your car passed out. So I'm calling the ambulance because I don't know if this is medical related or what. I'm going to call the ambulance for me. This is just me. I'm not saying that the lady who called 911 is wrong, but I'm just saying... In this political climate, I'm a call the ambulance because the ambulance can honestly make the you know decision whether or not to do the next step. And the ambulance would have gave him an IV. You get what I'm saying? At the end of the day, the ambulance would have gave him, gave him an IV. I guess I'm gonna be the bad person here and say, even before this day and age and climate, knowing that I used to sleep between shifts, like from job to jo- uh, job, if I see someone sleeping in their car, honestly. I'm not bothering nobody, you know, like, oh, they, I'm just honestly going to assume, assume you're sleeping like, yeah. and I'm gonna go about my business. It ain't for me to try to be judge and jury about why you sleeping in your car, what you doing. If you not whooping nobody's ass in that car, I'm, you know, I'm, it ain't my place. It's yeah. really not. And especially if you have gone to like, let's say he did go to Wendy's and park his car, which we know he did. But like, even if he would have went in and got some food and then fell asleep in his car, what what difference would it have made y'all? Like, honestly, like, I feel like you were just being a nosy Nelly. Because if you wanted to be, like, a helpful person, in my opinion, you probably should have called the paramedics. Like, no one should be calling the police, especially on a black person or let alone a black man, unless you're just trying to see some shit go down. That's just how I feel about it these days. Mm-hmm. That's why I feel like, like, especially, you know, what just happened. We got to do it. We, we, we're literally on our, what, 24th day of protest, 23rd day of protest. I mean, come on, bro. And now, you know, you know, and I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't care that the Wendy's got burnt down. 
And I know people are like, well, we're, we're really, I don't care if the Wendy's got, because guess what? Wendy's can't rebuild. Wendy's got a billion something dollars. Them four for four has been making them a lot of money. Oh you know, God. Wendy's got enough money to rebuild, but you can't get this man's life back. He, this man has three children. His, oh. his daughter birthday was literally the same weekend that he passed. So imagine for the rest of her life, she has to go. You know, you can't. She can't even fully celebrate in peace her birthday without somebody in the family crying, without somebody breaking down. And when I saw, you know, his family get up there, his wife. I mean, it was just literally heartbreaking. I mean, he was just really, you know, a man who was providing for his family, a good man. And then you think about it: three kids will never be raised with their with, and they need their father. You know, and it's it's just really hurtful. And you know, I'm just saying, you know. This is why I, I say celebrities need to sit down because, you know, we had Killer Mike up there trying to tell us, you know, oh, you know, you need to be, we, we need to be respectful and not do all this stuff to Atlanta. We had people, we, we, y'all was over there crying over Gucci and then here comes T.I., you know, uh, saying it was Wakanda. And now he's coming back. This is not the Wakanda that I once knew. This is not the Atlanta that I once knew. I hate to tell you this, T.I., maybe you thought, but first of all, Wakanda is a uh, movie. Is Black Panther? Yes. Talking about some, this is not Wakanda. Uh, talking about some Atlanta is Wakanda. First of all, uh, T.I., Wakanda is Black Panther because uh, the, how dare you equate what, they're not even the two. First, first of all, it's mythical. a movie. Second of all, <laughs> First, second of all, Atlanta is not black owned. Wakanda was 100% black owned. Atlanta is not black owned. You are on borrowed land, honey. Until we get, black people can get a place where we can call ours. Until we get our, you know, with the reparation package, like I said, get us some land. Give, give us our land also in the reparations package. And give us our money and so we can build our wealth. Now, what was Wakanda was black wall street but they took that away from us you know so what we're not going to do is act like atlanta doesn't have racism and now it's more than ever more prevalent that atlanta is just like the rest of these other cities and states and this is why we say y'all say well you know police uh, all they need to do is go to you know a training this guy this this cop went through a training he, he just came out of it and shot this guy in his back. Ain't help one damn thing. So, so let me train that guy for you. But guess what? If we would have defunded them and weeded out this bad, terrible cop, instead bring out peace officers when you're getting when you're when you're in your car and you may not be waking up. Maybe not just bring out somebody who automatically goes to their gun because I also just saw a clip from a county on the outskirts of Atlanta of them, this police officer immediately grabbed for his gun for six blacks, uh, six black boys. His excuse, they were walking, cutting through a neighborhood. And why were they doing that? Uh, it's, it's a mess. Honestly, it's getting to the point where sadly, it seems like there's no good cops and i know that's not a true statement but honestly because you see so much negativity that you wonder like where are these good cops like because you know they're there like we without mm -hmm. a doubt know that they are there we already know that but every time you turn on the news you just see another thing you're just like damn like what what do we need to do like what needs to happen and, and i mean do we have to burn another police station to the ground? Like, what's going to teach y'all? Because you lied to us and we're like, oh, we're going to get y'all this sensitivity training and shit. We see that ain't work. Yeah, but my whole thing is if you if you are a police officer who needs sensitivity training, you don't need to be a police officer. Yeah. I'm sorry. Period. Because why do I need, why do you need to be sensitive to my race? Why do you need to be sensitive to the fact that I'm not going to kill somebody? Why do you need to be sensitive to that? Uh, yeah, just because I'm black, you know, if anything, you are the roughhouders. You are the ones setting the buildings on fire. We've seen more. We've all seen the videos where it wasn't the black people setting the businesses on fire. It was the white people. You are the aggressors. We've seen multiple times where the white people, literally white people doing this whole Black Lives Matter movement. This pro, How many of y'all have got arrested 
for trying to shoot black people, trying to do all this stuff. And you know what? At this point, honestly, we've said this several times and we're going to have to say it again. Black people get your gun licenses. Because guess what? If you're protecting yourself, it's different. Because guess what? I'm not going to allow you to run up on me and shoot me. I'm not going to allow you to, you know, think that you just, you can get away with this stuff. If I got my gun, baby, I'm going I'm to use it to protect myself. You're going to get bullets in your chest. So don't be dumb. I know they try to tell y'all that Second Amendment, oh my God, gun laws, oh my God, all this stuff. I understand I bring guns to school. But what I don't understand right. is you having a gun in your car to protect yourself when you're driving and somebody's trying that foolishness. Or, you know, if you're out and you're at a protest and somebody's starting some foolishness and somebody starts shooting, you can duck and start shooting yourself. Because what you won't be doing is thinking that you can kill me and or something like that. A lot of y'all think that, oh, I don't never want any guns in my house and all this stuff. Get a gun box. Get a lockbox. I mean, your kid, it's, it's a thousand ways for your kids not to get into your lockbox. Hide your key. Keep your key on your keychain. You know, if you don't feel comfortable, keep it on your keychain. Keep it locked up in your car. Do something, but don't be out here, you know, not protecting yourself because we've seen more than ever. We need guns. The Black Panthers told us we need guns. Malcolm X had a, uh, one of his infamous photos. He had a doggone gun. Don't be no I'm an avid, avid believer in a gun license. You can mm-hmm. call it what you want. I am an avid believer. It's just, it's my right. And I should get that right to be protected. And if, yeah. I'm telling you now, if you think you're running up in any place I stay, and God forbid whether they come in and they really do kill me or not, one thing you can't say is Bianca ain't put up a fight. Okay, because I grew up in a house. I grew up in a family where my mom and my dad both had guns. You know, my dad has several, several. My aunts, all of my dad's family side, they are avid gun owners. They don't, they believe in the second amendment. If you come in this house, we going to put a bullet in your ass, period, point blank. You can't even step on my front porch. What are you talking about? You baby, get what I'm saying? Who are you and what are you doing here? <laughs> Thank you. My that aunt. was real shit. Like, excuse me, baby. Who are you? Uh, depending on whose house you came up to. I'm mm-hmm. not one eye. She ain't asked no questions. She come up and you hear that uh, revolver go. What are you doing? <laughs> oh, uh, uh, it, uh, e, uh, you, know, you got the him and Han and shit. Who's, who told you to come up? Well, ma'am, I would, sir. Who told you to go? Uh, I, I, mm-hmm, have a good day. And don't let you be a Jehovah Witness, baby. <laughs> Y'all got the same treatment. She wasn't she wasn't playing no games because she said, you know, the problem was people got too comfortable. And she was like, ain't nobody getting comfortable up walking up on my land who don't belong here. And at first I used to be like, man, you tripping. They just asking. But I get it now. Now that I'm older, I get it. You not going to get comfortable just walking up and because see, next thing you know, you're going to be trying to jiggle the knob. And if the knob open, you're going to think, yep. well, I just let myself in the house because the door was no, boo. Them days is gone and past. And don't no, Don't try it up in her. Cause that ain't what you want to do. Yep. And you know what? I mean, of course I don't know. I've always trusted it today, but now that I think about it, when I was growing up, I knew where the guns were. Like my yeah. aunt and uncle, uh, my aunt, my grandpa, my, uh, we call him pops. My dad's uh, dad, he had his gun underneath his pillow and it, and we knew as young children and we never went in the room and touched it and all that stuff because yeah, it was I just never the had locks on them. We never had locks on ours. Like we, like there could be one sitting on the kitchen table and we just, I, I guess we just acted like it didn't exist because we knew not to play with it, mm-hmm. we knew not to run up and touch it. It wasn't a toy. We, our house never had a lock boxes. I kid you not. Like a lot of people are like, Oh, well, I just get, no, we never had lock boxes, but we understood the gun was not a toy. If you had to pull it, you better have been ready to use it because it you know and that's how we were trained though like my mom was that way and my dad was that way let me show you how to use this gun let me show you that this is not a toy like we went to the range we were all very comfortable with guns and that's not to say like we were out here just threatening like the pizza man and stuff but i mean my dad was like if if someone ever breaks in go here this is what you do this is how you use this gun like oh this is a new gun i you know we bought a new gun in the house this is how you use this gun. Like, understand. Like, and they, we just didn't do that. So when people are like, yeah, I get a lot. I don't believe in a lockbox, me personally. But that's because I knew when I was a kid growing up, 
it was stressed to me it wasn't a toy. So mm-hmm. I used to come in my house, ain't none of my shit in a gun lockbox. But my 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 mindset is this: if something ever happens in the house and I have to run to get the gun, I can't be like, oh wait, Mister Robber, I'm too. <laughs> I can't think about my passcode or my fingers too sweaty and the damn print on the lockbox ain't working. No sir, fuck that noise. That ain't gonna get it. He ain't gonna be like, you know what, Ma? I'm gonna give you a 20 second head start. Who says that? Yep. Look, I'm just saying the way I don't know if it, and I do think the generations have changed because I I think it's also how you raise, you know, you know, the children. Because if you raise, if you raise the children, don't touch shit. If that's not yours, leave that shit alone. And if and if and and if I see you touching it, I'm gonna beat the shit out of you and you were so scared to touch that gun you just didn't do it you get what i'm saying it was just a respect thing so i don't know i feel like this day and age but i also feel like at young kids you need to be teaching your kids how to shoot guns i mean unless you know you ain't got no psychopath as a child then you know you should be comfortable but my family it was nothing for them to be shooting little you know my 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 aunt had land you know she had land so it was nothing for her to you know be shooting some stuff and she had a gun wall like she had her shit hanging up oh somebody want to play let me go right let me wipe off this shotgun real let me see which which do i want the pistol grip shotgun do i want the long bear which one do i want do i want the sawed off which one do i want to knock this nigga in the head with that's the truth especially when you was like out there in the country because uh it, i'm telling you y'all it's it, we laugh about it but it's so serious because perfect example we had someone staying with us and um they were not like a fan of guns and they're like well can you lock your guns up no you know like i treat the guns just with the same respect i treat my living dog like i don't lock dino up when i have company this is his house shit them guns belong here because if you pop off uh we, we gonna have to get together you know so no you need to teach your kids how to be comfortable around handguns like seriously like yep. how, to, how to protect themselves with them not to be a menace to society let me be very clear on that we are yeah, not-, not to be a menace but we're talking about two but yep. if somebody comes in your house everybody in that house should know how to use every weapon there for self-defense that is just point blank how it needs to work thank you ain't no question about it because you know it's so annoying when you be people be like oh yeah we have a gun but only only robert knows how to use it why the fuck only one person in the house know how to use it what good is that gonna do if robert is out and y'all are at home what what the hell Everybody in the house need to know how to use it, period. If you bring it into the house, let's have a family discussion. This is the new one. This is how you use it. If anything ever happens, run to X, Y, and Z and grab this and defend yourself. Here is mm-hmm. a safe word. This safe word is for me and you only. Yep. That's how you will know. If no one says that safe word, if they come through this door, you blast their ass. You understand me? That is how it works. Yep. Cause you look, you gotta protect yourself. Look, people too. Uh, Malcolm X said, "Protect yourself at all times." I, if you come in, look, y'all remember when uh Tupac? He was he. They tried to put him in jail because he saw a black man getting harassed by two people, and he ended up taking his gun and shooting those uh, two people. And they were off duty drunk ass officers, and they oh, tried God. to literally jail him. And they were like, he was found not guilty because they were. And he was like, well, why were two off duty officers drunk and harassing a black man? And if the and if Tupac had not done that, would that black man be alive today? Probably not. So. Uh, yes, protect yourself. And I'm going to say this right now, too. I want to say this. You definitely need to protect yourself because four black people, four, four, or five, four or five black people have been found hanging from trees yep. in the United States. And so I'm going to definitely tell y'all to protect yourself and have your gun and be very vigilant when you go out here at nighttime by yourself, because now more than ever, they thinking that it's okay to hang and lynch us. That's a, I mean, they literally going back now to the, to the old school lynching. I think it was in Manhattan, uh, two in, um, California and one, I, I don't know exactly where the fourth one was, but what I'm saying is protect yourself because now they, and, and, and it's so funny. They not even investigating it. 
They're just saying, oh, it was suicides. Five black people, four to five black people, you found hanging from a tree and it's all suicides. And then you got to go through the history of suicides. Black men are the least likely to kill themselves. Or literally, it is. Black men are the least likely to kill themselves. And I just, uh, hanging from a tree in 2020? Exactly. Girl, please. When, uh, that, if that well, a suspicious, uh, uh, even Ray could see that ain't right. <laughs> I mean, with uh, ropes? No. Are you serious? Yeah, and y'all know what's going on right now? And you got a dumbass president? I, I, and I would not be surprised if every single one of them was Trump supporters. Because I definitely believe somebody is out here doing this shit. And I'm and I'm not gonna say oh and then you when you hear family saying this man was very bubbly was very uh, happy go lucky and the next day he killed himself like he's always high about life but he just goes around and kills himself one day like come on y'all don't be stupid don't let the don't let no you need to do full investigation and anybody who don't want to be doing an investigation I'm looking at you a little suspiciously exactly. And I also want to give so uh, before we go I just want to give a shout out to uh. Well, I wanted to say this first of all, then I'm going to give a shout out. I, I do want to give respect for uh, Toyin. Um, uh, this is a black girl. She was 19 years old, a young activist. Uh, she was, you know, out there and then she went missing. They found her. She was, you know, I mean, it, the, the worst happened to her. She was assaulted and she was killed. And this is why we say you got to protect black women. This is why we say protect black women. We can't be fighting two wars because when 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 something happens in the black culture to a black woman or a black man, black women are right there fighting. We putting ourselves on the line. We getting beat up. We getting knocked to the ground. We're doing all this stuff. And we need the protection. Malcolm X has said it. He said it. Black women are the most disrespected and the most... Uh, 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 basically unprotected women of all time. Like he said that, and he's definitely right. We need protection more than ever. You know, we, you know, it's sex trafficking with uh, African-American women, black women is at an all time high. Uh, you know, sexual assaults with black women is at an all time high. The disrespect period of black women sexualizing all of that stuff is just at an all time high and it needs to stop. We need to be respected more. We need to be treated with grace and dignity and respect. We are literally out here fighting our asses off to make sure shit is changing. We deserve respect. We deserve respect. It's really not hard to see that we deserve respect. I mean, I don't understand. Are, are you blind? Are you not seeing it? And one, I do want to shout out to one man who's out here literally on the front lines, giving us the respect that we deserve, that we deserve. And he literally was crying in his speech saying, we got to protect our black women. And that's John uh, Boyega. And um, if you don't know him, he is the face of what? Star Wars, Star Wars or Star Trek? Don't give me the line. It's one of the stars, but I know who you're talking about. I just don't remember because I... Because he actually on his Twitter had lit somebody up for talking about all lives matter when he posted something about black women. Yeah. I I was in agreement with him because he did not say anything demeaning to other women, but he was like, black women are allowed to be praised and you need to be on board with that, period. Yep, because he he is not playing. He's out here uh, marching, doing everything. And he literally said, if my career is over, it can can be over. But y'all know Jordan Peele was like, "Uh, the career, as long as I'm here, it ain't going to be over. So, you know, and and kudos to him for being like, I don't care if anything happens to me in my career. We are going to sit right here. We're going to stand for black women. So I I respect it. And uh, I appreciate it. And we got to give, you know, this black man his credit for protecting black women. And some of y'all need to listen to this black man saying protect black women because I don't need to. Some of y'all need to be taking notes. Because when we say protect black women, we don't need no buts, no ands, and no its, and no ifs. You just need to do it. We don't need to hear the, oh, but what if, but just do it. We don't need to hear no other parts of it. We don't need to hear about the independent and we don't need to hear about all that because you can be an independent woman who still, if you see a woman getting raped in a club, or if you see a woman getting knocked in her head, some of y'all need to put the cameras down because everything don't need to be on camera because I actually would respect hearing about a story, you know, through the lips of people because you was too busy whooping their ass. Not everything got to be on camera. That's why I say a lot of this stuff don't need to be on camera. When I saw those six boys, those six boys have a gun to their head, uh, have a gun pointed at their face, 
by a police officer. At that point, I probably would have had to step in. 15, 14 year old boys, I'm not going to let somebody kill y'all. Absolutely not. Yeah. Now now I'm standing there. Yeah. This is the time more than ever, put them damn cameras down. Put them cameras down. We've already told y'all put the cameras down because y'all sitting right here filming these uh, Karens. Why y'all filming these Karens? Talk to y'all like that. That's why these Karens feel comfortable. Start dog walking their ass. <laughs> okay, you want to... Okay, okay, Karen, let's see if you got that lip now. Let's see if you got that lip now. I'm protecting myself. If you stand in front of my car, Karen, I have no choice but the movie because I felt threatened. I mean, if anybody stand in front of you, you're playing bumble cars, boo. Because uh, you're not... I'm serious. You're not going to intimidate me in my own space. What is that? You're not going to do that. And all I need to say, I'm giving you a nice little... Beep, beep. Um, excuse me. Excuse me, sir. You need to move. Excuse me, ma'am. Uh, Karen, you better, uh, uh, you're going to have this tattoo of this car emblemed on your ass if you don't, uh, if you don't move. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not playing it. You, you are not going to make me uncomfortable. Thank Here. you. Not even that I'm looking for, that I own. This is my house. This is my car. You know, this is my piece of the sidewalk that I'm walking on in my (laughs) my business. You know, damn. I'm walking my dog in a park. I'm bird watching in a park. Like, let me be. Why do you need to come and tell me I'm not wearing a mask when I'm exercising? Why? You doing all this stuff. You worried about the wrong things. Do not let this president and this mindset that black people are timid or wherever you got it from Get your ass whooped. I, I'm dead serious. You are not about to make me uncomfortable. I will not allow it. And everybody need to get on that mindset. And, you know, for those who don't want to step in or where was I? I can't remember where I was, but whoever you, I don't need you to take up for me. You know what I mean? Like, it'd be nice if I need some help to come help me. But you, I'm not going to let you destroy and tear me down, Karen. Now, damn it. Y'all getting too out of control. Mm-hmm. Cause I do believe in the saying of beat uh beat these white supremacists ass again. And shout out to the people of London. Before before I leave, I want to say this. Shout out to the people of London because y'all was giving that work this previous weekend to the white supremacists. Y'all was giving them works. But what I did not like, why was that black man carrying that white supremacist? Some some well, I just I just saw that he was a human and uh it was the right thing to do. Um, let me explain something to you. I See, the Lord has not touched my heart like that. Yeah, I'm about to say, and you're not there yet because while it, while <laughs> I will play devil's advocate, I'm not saying I might have saved him, but you know, I do hope that in the midst of everything that's going on, maybe I could save you because maybe I just <laughs> listen to me, listen <laughs> to me, listen to me, because if you're hurt. And I win the battle. It's not as much fun than if I patch you up and then knock your ass down and fly the steps. So I want you to be fully okay and capable. No, I don't need you to be okay. I want to whoop your ass. Because let me tell you something. I already know what part I would be in. If I saw a white supremacist getting stumped, do you think I would jump in on a kick or two? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? You know. Let me tell you something. I know the Lord ain't never called me to say no white supremacist. I do because the Lord know if a white supremacist is it, is it in front of me getting stumped, I'm stumping with them. I'm a, I, you know what I'm a, I really am. Y'all gonna think look the way I'm gonna stump on that man or woman. Y'all gonna think I'm from Atlanta. I'm not about to do. I'm gonna do the A town stump. <laughs> do the look you remember you remember that dance if you don't give a damn we don't give it you remember that don't start that is the first thing that came to my mind <laughs> that's the way i'm a stump on that person's head because when i saw those people kicking and stomping on him i said oh i am so proud i am so proud of every single one of you because guess what that's what we need to do they going they, y'all y'all recording these people coming to these marches talking all that noise in houston and, 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 and all around you know the america and i'm like over there in london they're doing it right start stumping these fools start stumping them make them regret the day they thought they could cross paths with you but anyway y'all thank y'all so much again look happy anniversary to us Happy anniversary to us. And after Kim then finished doing her drink and her A-Town stumping all over the place, uh, I'm going to say this. To win a battle, I want everybody to be nicely healed up and everything. Because when I win, I want there to be no misunderstanding. 
you know, now I understand there's casualties when, like I said last week, there's casualties when you start the, these race wars. Sadly. Well, he came, he, look, he came to, he came to the, uh, to the protest. Okay. He left stumped on like he deserved. I'm not disagreeing. You're not going to hear me say I feel bad for him. That's not what Bianca said. Uh, you know, that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying what I said. I want everyone to be healthy. So what I win and you know, you know, but you know, uh, we, you know, that man probably did right. And if it, that's what was in his heart and it compelled him, then do you boo. I'm not going to tell you how to react, but I am going to tell y'all this. Stop. Don't let nobody take you out of your comfort zone. And by that, I mean any of your personal space of your house. If you having a race conversation and, and you feel uncomfortable, even if you think you're going to lose a friend, because we've seen that happen in this time period too, where you lose a friend or two, just say what you need to say. Don't sit there and then come back moments later. Attack that ass right then and there. Even if you're not going to, hey, I'm not comfortable with this conversation, but let me tell you X, Y, and Z real quick. And you know, because some people have acquaintances they can't even have conversation. You know, you know the friends slash acquaintances you have and what conversations can be had with them. But don't let nobody take you out your comfort zone, period. Don't let nobody push you into a spot where you are uncomfortable. Black people are just as important as any other people, damn it. And it's time that we remind people of that and take back what is rightfully ours. So don't let nobody over here talk to you sideways or anything else. That's foolishness. We passed that point, you know. We 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 gonna try a different route this time. If they talking shit, you serve their ass up. Period. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that being said, y'all y'all know where to find us weekly, every day on what Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Real Times with the ZKB. If you want to continue to send us emails, we're Real Times with the ZKB at gmail.com we love doing these for you. We love talking to y'all. We appreciate the support. We are excited for our one-year anniversary. Thank you for being with us on this ride. Y'all, stay safe. Be alert. We're going to do this again next stay week. Stay vigilant and get your gun license. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, seriously. I am, too. Y'all seriously do need to look into that. Know your laws. Don't just be like, well... Real time, tell us to get out, go out here and get our guns. Uh-uh, don't get your gun license. Do the laws, pay the money, because in the long run, it pays off if shit pops off. Do it the legal way so you ain't got no real headaches, okay? Be safe. We'll talk to y'all this time next week. We love you. Peace. Peace.